Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew, I am your host I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? So we're we're both under the weather. We were under the weather over the weekend when we normally would drop this episode, but it seems like we still sound like crap. Uh, <laughs> so so I guess we're gonna have to postpone it. Uh, but I'll admit I probably sounded a lot more like crap, a lot more like crap. I don't know if that's what I'm trying to say on uh, Sunday. So I'm sure it was the same for you. Yeah, no, definitely. I was like in bed all day yesterday, just yeah. I was basically I was I was my uh my Twitter photo. I am so like uh I'm vaccinated, but I still got a COVID test yesterday, and I still haven't gotten, I haven't gotten the uh my results yet. We haven't seen each other, so it's not like we got ourselves sick. Unless you know we we came up with this theory that uh Keon Johnson got him sick because <laughs> he's been out for illness as well, and we went to the open practice, and it just took like a whole week to hit us. Um, but yeah um hopefully hopefully you start feeling better uh the clippers don't have a weekend game this week so hopefully we go back get back on our schedule but uh yeah while we were while we decided to wait for a tuesday the clippers had three games uh they played against the golden state warriors memphis grizzlies and the portland trailblazers and we so far have started season one and two uh what are your thoughts on the first Golden State game? Um, I'm not too worried. I thought it was a really competitive game. <laughs> I uh, thought I lost you for a second. How... <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I passed out. <laughs> just, <laughs> just took too much like... <laughs> oh, I got concerned. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Sorry. Yeah, I thought I wasn't too concerned about the match, and it was really close. Um, seeing how Steph Curry is playing in the beginning of the season, you know, of course he always pops off. So the guy looks like he's unguardable at times. But um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of miscues on defense too. Um, but it's just, you know, it's a new season, and there's a couple of new players, and so it's going to take some time. So I'm not really too concerned. Um, yeah, yeah, we lost. It was a close one, and there was mo- moments in that game and the Memphis game where we were up a little bit, and we kind of felt like, you know what, like this is what the team's supposed to look like, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the other team comes back, and then you're kind of like, oh, now we put ourselves back in a hole, and like, all right, are we gonna have the same cardiac Clippers, or is this, you know? And it's tough because like the Golden State Warriors, especially without Clay Thompson, seem like they're a very beatable team, but Steph Curry is possibly one of the best offensive players of all time or the best offensive player of all time yeah no, uh, i agree I, and and the reason I have to, Andrew I, Wiggins went off too yeah i was gonna say the reason i say offensive because like steph curry in my opinion is one of the worst defensive like superstars <laughs> like um it just frustrates me sometimes when people are like oh well he's the best player in the nba and i'm like well you know there's at least a handful of these superstars also who could play at least both sides of the court you know, like what's you know, there's there's a lot of aspects of the game than shooting a three that no one's guarding because it's at the logo. <laughs> um, I mean, true, but uh, you know, he makes up for it. You know, in yeah, 
Which but, I'm sure, I'm sure, like I haven't even looked at it, but I'm sure his plus minus is is great. You know, like I'm sure you're sure you don't look at it that way. Um, you know, his plus minus was really bad. No, I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, Paul George showed up. He played well. Um, but yeah, it seemed like the rest of the team, especially when the bench went in and got a little clunky, and then getting into the Memphis game. It seemed like our bench was very good, but then our starters were a little bit more clunky. Yeah. But it, it was fine, I guess, because, you know, like Paul George went off for 41 points, you know. And uh, what we'll do after we get through these games, we'll go through some narratives that we feel like are recapping these games. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you feel about Luke Kennard's performance throughout the three games? Well, I'll admit I was getting a little concerned, just a little concerned because I'm like, we traded away Lou Will last year and we don't have Kawhi this year. And we'll get into this a little later, but Marcus Morris has not really stepped up to be the number two. And so I was kind of like, you know what? Like Luke at least needs, he goes in there to do one thing, like what Ty Lue said. And if he's not doing that, then it's like, all right, we just have this like smaller armed dude who's not playing defense either <laughs> you know and it's like you need to go out there and score and how and the way he played against Portland was 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 very good to see but it I was I'll I was a little concerned after the first two games mm-hmm. yeah no I agree I, I thought the it was a breath, a breath of fresh air to see uh, him be a little more aggressive in, in the last game so and, and and I think this podcast really needed the Clippers beat Portland by 30 plus points. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's still an intense rivalry between the Clippers and uh and the Blazers, even though Pat Bev's not there? I know PG was part of it, but I felt like Pat Bev was like maybe um, like 80% of that. Right. Like he's the one who's clapping when Dame missed those free throws. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like it was Paul George who was clapping, you know, yeah. but the Paul George stuff goes back to OKC. Uh, OKC. And so I think it's more so I feel like Paul George and Damian Lillard kind of squashed that. For some reason, Damian Lillard doesn't play well against the Clippers. But um, but um yeah, I, I feel like it's more of like an outside thing making it something that's where there's not really anything there anymore. Uh especially when I feel like the coaches are gonna be very cordial as well, you know what I mean? Like Billups was part of our staff last year, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's really like an intense rivalry, but there's always going to be this narrative of Damian Lillard versus Paul George. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, do you have anything else? Like, yeah, Memphis and Golden State were close games, but we couldn't close them out. Portland, we won by 30, which was good to see. And Paul George didn't play his best in that game, so it's really good to see other people step up. Yeah. Any, anything for those three games real quick before we get into mm. our narratives? I'm really excited to see. I'm, I was really happy to see how Hardenstein's fitting in to the system. Um, honestly, he's probably like the glimmer in those three games so far. Um, yeah. well, his floaters are, excuse me, Excuse me, can you bleep that out? I don't even know. I don't even know what you said. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, his floaters are just beautiful, honestly. I was just like, my goodness, I need to get a hard side jersey quickly. Yeah, uh, that, that 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 was one of our narratives too. So yeah, I, I, can I don't say we, can I say something that 
is going to sound ridiculous because I don't necessarily believe this. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. All right, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Zoom is our number one center. Okay, I I mean that 100. percent Zoo is better than Hartenstein mm-hmm. at being a good center. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say that too. The okay. one thing though is. If we wanted to ever make a trade for a big time piece, the two players that I feel like have the bet who are who are young and could add something to a deal would be Terrence Mann or Zoo. Like you could trade some BS pieces, throw some draft picks in there. But if you if we gave a team Zoo or we gave Terrence Mann or Terrence Mann, I feel like a team would be more likely to, you know, because they could see the potential in those players. Mm-hmm. With the way Hartenstein's been playing, I'm not saying like he could replace Zoo. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying we should trade Zoo. But if it was to land a big time player and we thought Zoo was the best way to do that, I wouldn't be entirely against the idea that we were like, you know what, let's just rock with Ibaka and Hartenstein then. And like we, especially if it meant we were bringing in a much better piece to add to this equation of, what I consider a very deep roster as it is. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying trade zoo. I'm mm. not saying that, but if it was to make a deal sweeter and it meant to keep Terrence man, I would, I was like, all right, you know, I'd entertain the idea that, you know, maybe we can just go Ibaka and Hardenstein in the future, but I love zoo. I'm, I'm a huge believer in zoo. So. You know what? Um, I need a little more of a sample size. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer in Hardenstein, but I, I like what I'm seeing so far. It's reaffirming what I what I saw what I saw on those uh those highlights when I was doing research. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. So if if this is what we're seeing, like these three games, and I see in a span of like ten or fifteen games, then yeah, I have to agree with you. Then. Uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, as much yeah. as I don't really trust Serge Ibaka, though, because I mean, last season he wasn't that great defensively for us. Um, no, you're you're not you're not wrong to be honest. And Zoo, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated centers. But uh, he cracked the top 100 <coughs> NBA players. <laughs> but if I was uh, and and I apologize because I feel like I haven't really had a conversation with anybody in about five days because since I've been sick. So like I have, I feel like I'm having a hard time collecting my thoughts. Um, Zoo uh, is great, but I feel like technically our backup center, especially in the playoffs, is going to be the small ball lineup, or the or, or the or the first team lineup. Now I'm going to throw this out there because this will probably lead into our next narrative. Technically, the five in that lineup would be Marcus Morris, and I feel like Marcus Morris is becoming a liability. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so maybe, uh, maybe, maybe my okay. Maybe, well, maybe my over exaggeration. All right. Well, let's just move to the Mar- Marcus Morris situation because we have some concerns about it, right? Right. All right. So Marcus Morris, he's out um, with a knee injury. Was it last game? And then I think this game, this upcoming game, right? He's going to be out. Yeah, he's are we concerned be, about this? I'm I'm very concerned because a, I try not to 
uh get uh how's uh how, what's the word i'm looking for i try not to um steven a it yeah I try <laughs> not to steven a it. yeah i just try not to make a big deal out of like the first week of the season right and maybe i'm doing that for einstein too <laughs> but i i do i do i do feel like we're at that we're at that moment where we have to start considering like the trade deadlines coming up in february correct Mm-hmm. And for someone like Marcus Morris, and then if the to, to be able to trade Marcus Morris, if we had to sweeten that deal somehow with a zoo, I would do it. You know what I mean? But um, I think that's where I'm getting at. Like I wouldn't just trade zoo for Raja Rondo. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But um, and like um, but with Marcus Morris, like I do feel like it's like you know you're playing NBA 2K. You got you got to put that guy on the trade block. Like I'm yeah. not saying and seeing who who's interested. You, I I understand. You have to. I'm not saying like I like his veteran presence. I do believe he could bring something to the team, but when we traded for him, he was going to be our third guy. Mm-hmm. He was the leading scorer on the Knicks, and to be honest, like he's kind of a glorified three and D guy. You know, but he could do a little bit more, and that's what kind of makes him the best three and D guy in the league at one point. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, he plays a small ball five. His knee is not the best, you know, and the knee, you know, like we can make a case about his defensive movement, but you also need a knee to kind of have your legs under you to create a foundation to box out to get a rebound. Like if you if you can't if you don't trust your leg you're not going to be able to put trust that you can put your body weight on it and box somebody out to get a rebound. So I I do feel like all these little extra things that he's very good at are are now becoming liabilities. Like we got him because he's a very good on ball and off ball defender, and now going into the third year with him. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's the case anymore, but he still has a lot of years on his contract left. I'm if. And like I said, maybe we're making a big deal out of nothing. If we know if he could rehab his knee. And he'll be fine by the time the playoffs start and then he'll just be, you know, a 40 plus percent three point shooter can switch on anything on defensively, then cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fine with that. I like Marcus Morris. I would like to keep him. Mm-hmm. But we have to start thinking, like, the reason why I'm throwing trades out already is if Kawhi is saying he wants to come back at some point this year, right? That was the whole point of him taking his deal. Like, we can't afford to, like, BS, you know, some of the season. Like, we, we got to get important wins. We have to try our best to get a decent seed. And if you're technically now our number two player and you're a liability, like the reason and the reason I said uh, I thought about this in the Memphis game is when the canoes were out there, it seemed like the pace was just cleaner. It doesn't matter if it was Reggie with them or Eric Bledsoe with them. It just felt like the pace was better. People, tr- people were switching on defense and people were trying to get to the back. And, you know, the scoring wasn't always there, but that's fine. But when the starters came in, it just felt like 
it just kills the vibe of what the the canoes just did mm. you know and for people who don't know canoes it's basically the role player slash bench players on the clippers so i don't know That's i feel like i've done set. a lot i feel like i've done a lot of uh <laughs> i've done a lot of talking <laughs> on morris right now but no I, I think it's warranted though like it's uh, there's a lot of concerns to it. you and i brought it up when we we're at the practice we we saw with the knee brace and we we're just like oh man like I don't know. It's just like a, it's the it looks like it's a lingering injury from last season, and that's still really concerning. Um, basically, on the duration of his uh, well, not the duration, but how much wear tear he has on his body, you know, and what that means yeah. for the season, and how what's he's capable on defense and offense, like you were suggesting. And no, I do agree that I did see that several times where it just. It just looked like there's a lot more movement because there's a lot more uh, mobility, I guess, with the younger guys. Yeah. Uh, um, ah, yeah, I don't know. It, it's tough because you don't want to overreact, but at the same time, like, you're right. You you don't want to stay stagnant. You want to start looking to make this team better um, and competitive, and you got to do what you got to do. Uh, we love Marcus Morris. He brings a lot to this team, but yeah, if he's not here to fulfill that role, then ultimately you have to look for another solution. Because like, let's 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 you know, maybe we're being over maybe we're over analyzing this. But, <laughs> Three games and uh, <laughs> right, you know, but like you know, we uh, podcast content, right? Uh, <laughs> like we can't just go out here and be like, what's well, too early in the season to have any takes, and then just stop record. <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh so we're here to, we're here to talk about the team uh with marcus morris like his knees was bothering him last year before the season started and then it seemed like it was fine he played well but then like when the playoffs started his knee was bothering him again and it seemed like it was becoming an issue and then all of a sudden he had a great like i think it was a great game five against phoenix and then all of a sudden, you know, it's just it went back to, you know, the, the, my knees bothering me. Right. Then he sits an entire offseason. So we should be under the idea like, you know, like we're like, oh, he had enough time to rehab that and get and, you know, and to get his knee ready for the season. And so the fact that it's not ready, it kind of threw me off in, in terms of like, well, should he have gotten surgery or something? Should we have looked at that longer? Like, because I'm going to tell you right now. The team looks like, and maybe, you know, maybe Portland's just a bad example, but we play Portland again on Friday. Is our team looks like it's more mobile without him. The team looks good without him right now. Maybe we didn't think the team would be good without him. You know what I mean? That's why we maybe asked him to kind of push through this. But in my opinion, like, if it meant he was going to miss two months and then we get Kawhi back in, you know, later in the season that's a sacrifice I would maybe make, you know, and just trust that the other guys that we put together would carry this team. And then we would all be under the idea of like, Oh, I can't wait for Marcus Morris to come back. But now it's like, Hey, you look slow. And now you're missing two games. Like we, and I guess I'm being pessimistic. I don't think he's going to look better when he comes back. So in my opinion, it's like, dude, like figure it out. 
and then come back or it's it might, it might be in our best interest to send you somewhere else <laughs> hey buddy fix your knee fix your knee buddy <laughs> right like yeah, like because yeah. like if i'm like i said he's a liability out there like yeah it's not it's like it's one of those situations where it like i'd much rather you stay at home figure that out fix your knee like you said than for us to put a slower version of you on the court <laughs> just it's, it's funny i just imagine you as a coach like hey, hey marcus morris come in come on hey buddy <laughs> fix your knee <laughs> just like uh, uh i i i a small guy i'm too like hey come here little buddy <laughs> i put my arm around him and then i hey, just 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 real just real talk just between me and you the rest of the team doesn't need to hear this yeah you need to you need to fix your your knee and and i'll even tell him like i'm trying not to cuss right now i'm trying not to make this negative but you need to fix your knee, dude. So I'm going to send you home early, <laughs> you know, and just go, just go home and f- and figure that. Then call me back, <laughs> you know, because like do acupuncture, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> I don't know, like yeah, just figure it out, you know. Zoom with your brother, and maybe you guys could talk it out. Because because I like in my opinion, and and I know we're just fans, but like we don't have time for this shit. <laughs> Like we we really don't like 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 we're all we all know we're limited without Kawhi, so just come back when you're when you're healthy. You're not doing us any favors by bringing out a guy who can't move on defense right now. We need all we need everybody on deck, and yeah. So I, I guess I'm done with my rant. Uh, I lo- I like Marcus Morris. If Marcus Morris could come back and be the Marcus Morris we know, a forty plus percent three point shooter, someone who could switch on defense, yeah, come back. I don't want to trade you. But if you're gonna come back and be a guy who can't switch on defense, who can't even guard a big because you can't even put a foundation in your legs to you know create a strong body, and you can't make an open three, uh, please sit at home. Like, like I, I just I just like how you said fix your knee like it's a, like it's a math problem. <laughs> yeah, like... dude. Like I don't. I was like, and I, I this is frustrating to me because it's like if we knew this was a legitimate issue coming mm-hmm. into the season, like we knew this was a legitimate issue. We are the Clippers. This is Marcus Morris. We're looking at it, and it's like, what was the plan in the off season? Like, mm-hmm. did a doctor say like, oh yeah, it's fine. Just let him take a rest on it for three months, uh, and I mean, then three, and, and the three months went by, and it's like, ah, you know what? It ain't ready, boss. Like, <laughs> you know, or or did the Clippers try to trade him and it didn't happen? Like, I'm not saying like, hey, your knee doesn't work, you automatically get traded. I'm not saying that either. But I'm like, we're paying you a lot of money to to not be good at this point. Yeah. And and if you're not going to be able to switch on defense, at least make your open shots. Like I'll admit, he's he's shot pretty good so far from the mid range, you know. But that ain't that ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> cutthroat Brian, man, that was cutthroat. I, Brian. I, I, when I, when I, Brian's sick, he becomes a cutthroat. Because <laughs> the thing is, you know me very well. Like I will, I will empathize with the players. Usually, yeah. I yeah, am. I, I, you know me very well. You'll say like, "Hey, I don't like this guy playing right now." I'm like, "Yeah, just give him some time. He'll figure it out." Mm-hmm. But I think this season right now, I just watched two games with Marcus Morris and every, and I was getting Rondo vibes when he checked in the <laughs> games because I was just like, dude, just sit. 
down. Sorry for cussing. I'm like, dude, just sit down on the bench. I love Marcus Morris. When we made it, when we made that trade for him, I loved it. And everything he bring he brought to this team in the two and a half years he was here, I loved it. But I'm just, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm just, I think it was one and a half years actually. Yeah. But but it's just like at this point with everything that's on the line and that the fact that every game matters, like I'm I'm and maybe I'm more upset with the Clippers than I am with Marcus Morris. I'm actually probably not I'm not mad at Marcus Morris for having a sore knee. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but I'm I'm a little I'm a little frustrated that I'm like what was the timetable for this whole situation in the offseason and why wasn't anything done about it? Like like, why is he not ready for the beginning of the season? And if he wasn't ready for the beginning of the season, why is he playing? Yeah, I agree. Those are reasonable questions well, to ask about this organization right now um, in regards to Marcus Morris' situation. Uh, and, and, and our, follow, our fellow Bronco, who who's on that training staff, he, yeah, I have some questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll be meeting up at the Cal Poly alumni. I keep getting calls from them to contribute some money, but I don't pick up. Uh, I don't know. I might, I might have to call him. Be like, hey, does Norman go to those things? I don't even know if his name's Norman. <laughs> Jason Powell. It's, it's Jason, right? Like, is it Jason? I, have, I think I have I no idea. Why he did should... I? Oh, Norman Powell plays for the Blazers. <laughs> I know. I was like, why? I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we don't have a Norman who graduated. <laughs> Yeah, but like, uh, I hit, am I gonna hit him up and be like, "Hey, does the Clippers trainer come to these things?" Like, yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, then here's fifty bucks. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stop by and I have, I have some words with the guy." Like, because it, it's just frustrating. Because I know they like to keep things under the radar, and and I get it too. You don't want to let other teams know, like, "Hey, Marcus Morris has a sore knee," but eventually it's gonna come out sooner or later that, like, "Hey, have you noticed that guy can't move left and right?" Like. <laughs> I know. I feel like I, I feel like I've ranted long enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people in, on Clip, in Clipper Nation are questioning this right now. But uh, I hope something happens where he finds like a miracle cream and the knee soreness goes away, and he's able to be the old Marcus Morris that we know. Like, but, like, uh, I like I, 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 and we all know that you know you can tell by the mouth breathing we've done on this podcast that we're very athletic ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, there, and there's moments where I get out of bed sometimes and like, you know, my body's a little sore and I'm like, oh, it's not doing what I needed to do. Right. And so I'm sure Marcus Morris is going through the same thing. So I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he just needs, you know, give some rest. It'll be fine. But I I'll, I don't know. Like if it's, no, one of the, think... if, if it's one of those things I'm overreacting and it's going to be fine in a month, that's cool. But I just feel like this thing's been going on since like last year. No, yeah, I agree though. Like he had a whole off. I mean, well, the off season wasn't that long, but still, like you would think that if it was a minor issue, it would have, you know, been gone. <laughs> like, like, like Zubak had a MCL issue. I feel like Kawhi's uh, looks healthier. He's moving better than Marcus Morris out there. Hey, Kawhi, we, we, we might need you to come in. <laughs> yeah, like, like if we're going based on knee movement, right now Kawhi's looking pretty good. And if and uh, if Ibaka's uh, uh, back seems like it's going to be good by the – I know he had surgery, right? But, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, like – and then, like I said, knees are – knees could be very sensitive in basketball, so I'm not trying to, like, blame Marcus Morris. It's just, like – where where are we at here? I know I feel like we've been on this for like 15 minutes, but it's like where 
like there had to be a moment where we're like hey if your knee's not getting better then we need to look more into this yeah you know and i don't know if that's on the clippers or if marcus was the whole offseason like ah, it's fine don't worry about it and then all of a sudden he shows up to training camp he's like sorry boss it's not fine <laughs> like <laughs> like his knee right now is the green mile meme i'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm tired, tired boss. i'm tired boss <laughs> All right, let's, oh, let's, let's just get into some PG-13, not getting superstar treatment real quick before we get off. Okay. Uh, 41, 41 points, uh, make some clutch shots at Golden State, uh, made some cl- uh, clutch moments in Memphis. Our boy, Paul George, is not getting superstar treatment. He was not even nominated for Player of the Week. What are your thoughts? Do you think this is going to be a narrative going through the whole season, that Paul yeah. George is just not getting credit for anything? No, no, I... I... I don't see Paul George getting anything right now. I mean, look at the house of highlights, man. All the highlights are posting on the Warriors game, and it was just all Steph Curry and none of the clutch threes that PG was hitting. Um, it's just irritating, and I think it's going to continue throughout the season. And it's going to be sad because I feel like he's going to continue. I feel like he's going to play 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 like this all season, and he probably won't get nominated for MVP. Yeah, you're probably right. And it is what it is because us Clipper fans know he's he's the MVP. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't have any more to it because you hit it right on the you hit it right on the nail. It's like you know nation nationwide, we're, no one's gonna care, but you know we do. And as long as he's doing it for us, I think that's good enough for him. So yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I think I just wasted like. I'm under the weather and I use all your energy. What's up? What's Marcus Morris? <laughs> yeah, dude. And Marcus Morris is going to reply like, hey, dude, he's fine. Back off, dude. Because I'm not going to lie. I don't think I'd say any of the things I said to Marcus Morris's face. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, hey, dude, he looks good, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Because, you know, Ibaka's coming back from uh, uh, this podcast uh, has gone off the rails. Ibaka just joined five on five drills when we were we were when we were at the open practice, uh-huh. and the most one of the most memorable mo- moments from that is when Ibaka defended Marcus Morris one on one. Right, Marcus yeah. Morris went to the top of key. Ibaka played a great defense, and but he's coming back from a sore back, and he hasn't been able to play yet. Right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. That was probably that... was the first sign of Marcus Morris's knee issue. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, was it more about Marcus Morris's knee? Or was it or was it Ibaka's back being really good? Or like I was like, now I don't know how to gauge that situation because we watched it and we were like, oh, that's good for both of them, you know. Marcus Morris looks his knees looking fine, Ibaka is playing good defense, but maybe it was just like Hey, we're gonna we're gonna let our IR spots over here to, uh, have a have a moment. <laughs> They're gonna fight for the IR position, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, oh my goodness, know. I feel like we're being too rough on them. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Let let's hope you know. Let's hope everything goes well. Uh, saying all positive thoughts and energy to <laughs> Marcus Morris. <laughs> yeah, because like to be honest, like. Usually I'm very positive. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm under the weather or if it's because I saw him go one and two. And I think it's just things that add up. Like sometimes like you can't help just by you just can't help being a fan, right? Team goes one and two with, with you, then they go one and oh on a blowout without you. 
and you're now out for two consecutive games and it's because you're conditioning your knee and this is a knee that we all knew was an issue and it's just like to me it was just like <laughs> it's like i'm trying to hold you back but you just keep on like breaking the leash <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i think it's just it's just, it's just like it, it's one of those things where it's like we lost two close games and they were both frustrating the two games to lose and we're we're in probably like somewhat our easiest stretch and we had a we were able to like those are two teams and all three teams actually we're probably going to be in that five to ten range right in terms of mm-hmm. you know the playoffs most likely not ten but you know you never know what could happen these are all teams that eventually we're going to might come down to tiebreakers. We don't know that. And the fact that we couldn't have had a tiebreaker win against Golden State before Clay Thompson comes back, or we could have had a tiebreaker game against Memphis at the early parts of the season, you know, you know, before maybe even worse injuries hit. So I don't know. I know I'm being hard on Marcus Morris, but it's just like, I'm not, and I'm not saying he's the reason why we lost these games, but I, I guess I'm just kind of like in that weird headspace of just like, like this. This is actually a decade's worth of injury issues the Clippers have had, and I think it's all coming out in this moment because I feel like things are a lot more. We're supposed to have a lot more fun watching this stuff, and I'm just sitting here being frustrated with the situation. <laughs> no. No, I, I can't understand what you're going through, but um, and like, you need me to chill out. Is that what you're <laughs> it's just like stop. He's already dead. <laughs> um, no, it's like I didn't want to talk about eating the games. It's like, hey, I just came out here. Like, I just need to. I, let's, uh, let's make it a short pod. Let's just make it a short podcast. I <laughs> just like, <laughs> and like I said, it's not guy. about Marcus Morris. It's about the the, the way the, the Clippers handle the injuries. It's just like, dude, it's frustrating. No, but, I agree. Let's get into the Lagos Caliente Clippers then. Uh, <laughs> um, so the they had a G League draft uh, on Saturday. Uh, and today they released their roster. Uh, and there's a surprising person on there. I'm not going to lie. So the draft picks, though, were Nate Darling from Delaware. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce these names. Camion, Camion Hol- Holsley from Georgia Tech. And uh, Randy Onwasor uh, from... LSU, but uh, Moses Wright and George King are on the roster, which you know me and you absolutely love. Yep, we have Jordan Ford back from last year's AC Clowning on the Clippers roster. Same thing with, I believe, I might get this wrong, I believe Emmett Williams was on that roster too. And Amir Coffey and Jay Scrub are two way players, but there's a surprising person that I didn't think would be on the G League roster because you're allowed to bring in training camp cuts, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> I didn't know that Harry Giles was going to be okay with not being on the actual NBA team. I thought he would be like, you know, I'm going to test free agency, blah, blah, blah. But no, he's going to be on our G League roster. How do you feel about that? I'm pretty excited because if we were to do a trade for, you know, that includes you, we have Harry Giles that we can bring about, bring into, this, uh, into the Clipper roster. So... I'm really excited and I'm hoping that he develops. It looks like he wants to stay in LA. So 
I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I do believe um, now. Now, like I'm going, like people are going to take away from this podcast. Like, first of all, Brian hates Zoo and he hates Marcus <laughs> Morris. <laughs> and so I, I've just created. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm becoming a villain. <laughs> I was gonna. Like, those are two guys I absolutely love too. And uh, but no, no, yeah, don't get us, don't get us wrong. We're huge Zoo fans and. Like Marcus Morris, but I guess we're also like <laughs> kind of <laughs> I don't know grounded in reality. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so everyone's delusional. I, I uh, just feel like if you were playing 2K and you were trying to get a big player, and for some reason you were playing, and every five games a player was kept sitting out games because he was here, you'd be like, you know what? Maybe this guy's tradable, right? Like, I, like we can't look at that in real life, or. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm excited for the AC Caliente Clippers roster. Um, the season starts in a few weeks, so Adam Silver is gonna have to call me again. I'll I'll do my research on how these G League rosters are, and Adam Silver will hit me up like, "Hey Brian, how do they work again?" Um, <laughs> so we have, and I'll count real quick: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. We have thirteen people on the roster, and I believe we're allowed to have thirteen people on the roster. But I don't know if it means when we decide to allow Jason Preston or Keon Johnson or whoever one of our rookies to play on that roster, does that mean we're not allowed to have 13 of these guys there? Or can we just have them sit? I don't know. Because maybe one or two of these guys will probably may have to get cut just so we if we ever want to have Jason Preston play for us or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that works. Or we could just keep all 13, and then whenever the other guys come up, somebody sits. I don't know. I'll have to do my research and then I'll let Adam Silver know. <laughs> yeah, sure including I'm, the group text, yeah? Yeah, because I don't, so I'm pretty sure I don't think the NBA knows. So uh, I'll, I'll have to let him know. <laughs> All right. And uh, I don't know if you have anything you want to uh, add to the uh, podcast, Jesse. My apologies uh, for being sick. <laughs> Dude, the, the uh, amount of mouth breathing on this podcast, like, <laughs> like we'll we'll have a we'll have an intense take, and all of a sudden you just hear me like <laughs> hack up a lung, like behind me, like get uh, yeah. all my energy out. Yeah, the, uh, I, I sound like Darth Vader, like when his mask, <laughs> when his mask comes off. Oh man, no, I, it's it's pretty bad, but uh, hopefully next podcast will be completely over it. Will be the LA Clips forum instead of the LA Sick forum. Yeah. So. Yeah, I should have opened it with that <laughs> <laughs> opportunity missed. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, and we're not gonna go into each of our handles, but uh, you can follow us on uh Instagram and Twitter at LA Clips Forum, and you can find LA Clips Forum on any of your podcast uh, apps. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, and we're out deuces <laughs> <laughs> yeah.